past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. Thank you for joining us today. We are going to be talking about another topic in career development that is important for you in your advancement, your job search, your entrepreneurship. And today we're going to be talking about technology and technology advances that are happening in the world of hiring and HR. So throughout the process in human resources, recruiting, sourcing, interviewing, technology is infiltrating its way into every part of that process. And at the job seeker, it's sometimes a struggle to see that technology as progress, to see that technology as a benefit. And we'll be talking about today some of the specific things that are happening, some of the specific ways that companies are using technology. But before we dive into the specifics, just to get our mindset around this issue, the mindset of challenging job search and the way that technology can make that even more challenging is standing in the way for a lot of people in this process. It can be intimidating. The technology can be frustrating. The technology can feel like a wall between you and those individuals who are doing the hiring. However, I would encourage us to think about the reason that our companies are using this technology and really how it might meet some of the goals that we have as an applicant to a position or that we have as a member of a company whose HR team has started to use technology and some of the different ways that we'll talk about to manage employee relations. There are benefits to us as applicants, as employees, to this increase of technology use. And in the applicant way, in for an applicant to a position, technology is enabling recruiters to interview more people. Isn't that something we want, right? We want the recruiter to be able to interview more people for us to have a bigger chance of getting that interview. Well, technology has enabled that. It is a virtual interview or maybe a recorded video interview, and it's still meeting that goal. It's still giving HR more opportunity to interview more people. If our recruiter is using a chatbot, it might be frustrating because it doesn't exactly know what we're trying to get at or answer our questions as well as we'd like to, perhaps. And it is giving that recruiter an opportunity to be more responsive, to have some kind of conversation with candidates while still protecting their time, helping them get through their day and maintain the policies that they need to maintain as their HR department dictates. 
for HR and using this in the employee relations, employee management area, which is a growing area for this technology, not just in the hiring and sourcing, but also in managing employee relations. And there it it's going to protect data. So instead of a human having to collect data and sift through data and have data on pieces of paper in their office, now it could be more protected in a system. Of course, we know that data is also vulnerable in a system, um, but that usually not that type of data, right? Usually people are hacking for credit card data or those types of informations, um, not what your benefits are, how many people are in your family or what your issues are with your boss. So there are some ways that this information can be more protected by technology throughout the HR system. So let's talk a little bit about how technology is being used in the hiring process. And we'll start with the sourcing and move through the hiring process and explore ways technology is being used, and how you might adapt what you're doing if you are a candidate or a professional that works with candidates. What does this mean for you? So starting with sourcing, technology is on the ground being used that goes through people's social media profiles and scores them for criteria that a recruiter can plug in and can proactively find people for a recruiter using technology. So it can go out there, it can source, it can look people up, and it can screen and find people, find issues, find data about people that might have already applied to a position. So the technology is there. It's being used. It's going to continue to increase. This is the number one area. Well, not the number one area. The number one area that HR managers want to automate is background checks. They want that to be something that they can automate. And technology is helping with that, too. We'll talk about that in a second. But one of the other ways that they're using technology and wanting to use more technology is to automate sourcing. So how can I use technology that will go out on the internet, find people who are talking about topics that are of interest to me, who have job descriptions that are applicable for this position, you name it, the technology is going to develop to where it can find find it, find you. This is a good thing, right? This helps you as a candidate be found by companies in a little bit broader way. So instead of just looking for people that have a specific job title, which is how most recruiters are searching for candidates on a platform like LinkedIn, instead of that, they could program this technology to look for people who are interested in outdoor equipment for an outdoor equipment company. They could program the technology to look for people who are interested in new technologies if that's their business. So they can program in more interesting criteria than just people that have a certain job title. And they can actually finally recruit for culture instead of just recruiting based on credentials. So it gives them an opportunity to source in more creative ways. 
Will they all use it that way? Who knows? Will they also use the technology to source for people based on job title? Of course. And it can be done now with a more uh, fuller picture. So they can use it for sourcing. They can use it to find people that match their criteria. They can also use it then to screen people. So apps are being developed, same thing, to go and look at your social presence and score you for the top five personality traits. They can go and score you for red flag behaviors like aggressiveness online and negative behaviors online. They can go and screen candidates for a whole host of things using automated technology and then, of course, using their own manual search. The technology is going to advance there. It's going to be easier for them to do this work and to screen people for certain characteristics. Of course, they're going to have to work on this technology not being biased. And so far, we've seen the most bias a little further down the process in resume reviewing and interviewing the technology there has proven to be a challenge for people to get the bias out. People that program the programs are going to have bias. So therefore people that are, or that therefore the software will have bias and they're working on how to define that and do it differently. It will not stop the train. There's been a few articles recently about the, use of technology and the issues with bias, they'll figure it out. They'll work it out. That That is not going to stop this train. So we have technology being used in sourcing. When people talk about artificial intelligence, that simply means that whatever software program they're using is able to learn as it goes. That machine learning, also a term you'll hear associated with these types of technologies, means that it gets smarter as it kicks back results that the recruiter likes. It learns by itself to improve its results. Of course, then that can get more bias into the system um, if the recruiter is being biased on the things they click on. But the idea is you get better and better results. From a job seeker point of view, we've seen this in some of the job boards for a while. Zip Recruiter was one of the first that I saw promoting it. They called it intelligent search, which meant that you could set up a job alert. And then when you clicked on jobs that you liked, it would learn what you were clicking on and try to get more of those for you. Technology on the recruiting side is the same thing. It's going out and sourcing candidates. And as the recruiter scores those candidates and the, the, the fit that they have with the position, the system is learning to improve more and more, give better and better results. That technology seems to be moving fairly quickly. The sourcing the screening. What I don't see moving very quickly is the application softwares or processes, which is interesting because data continues to show that people are missing out on applicants because their careers web pages are old or their careers web pages aren't mobile friendly or they're, you know, they don't have a, a mobile app and it just doesn't seem to be spurring much change 
in that direction at this point anyways. Very few companies are investing in mobile. Very few companies have mobile apps that candidates can you know apply with a mobile app resume. Um, there's a lot of companies trying to sell mobile app resumes, but there's not very many companies that will actually take it. And the disconnect there is fairly large at this point. Companies are starting to invest in their careers page and making their careers page more mobile. And they are investing in some of those technologies, but not as heavily as you might think, looking at the numbers of how many job seekers are on mobile. So that is the connect disconnect. And one of the ways that our applicants are struggling to connect with the hiring managers because there just isn't much of a two-way street there. The best ways to apply with your mobile phone are still well-used sites and apps like LinkedIn and Indeed. And that makes it challenging for us to see where the technology is increasing and where the technology isn't increasing and what might the future look like. Right now, it looks like the investment is more in sourcing and screening than in the application process that our candidates and you as a candidate might engage with. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how this technology is weaving its way into other processes like the application process and the interview process. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about technology in the hiring process 
in the HR process and what that means for you as an employee, as a job seeker, and uh, perhaps as a professional that works with job seekers or those looking to advance their careers. So we talked about the technology that's being used in sourcing and screening, social, online, looking at what you have there, what you don't have there. Here's some implications before we move on. You are allowed to have a personality online. And in fact, it's expected today that you don't have whitewashed profiles, that you haven't removed all your personality by for fear of being judged. Remember that now they're using this technology to look at your personality traits. They're looking at this technology to source people based on interests and hobbies to get a fuller view of people And if you whitewash your profiles, that actually could hurt you. So we do want to remove negative things. We want to be conscientious and polite online. But we don't need to not have a personality. We can still stand for something. We can advocate for a position. We can have our passions. Simply how we communicate them is important in this new world of online sourcing and online screening. Not having a profile is not really the answer either. More than 50% of companies chose not to hire someone because they didn't have any online presence. So that is not the answer. To remove everything and think, well, if I don't have anything, there's nothing for them to judge. That is just much of just as much of an issue for many companies as you having something um, that is derogatory. For instance, only 50% of employers think that it's a big deal if you're drinking on your Facebook profile that's probably uh, somewhat measurable by, you know, whether you're being totally disrespectful or just have a picture of you drinking, but they'd rather almost rather see you on there with a drink in your hand than see that you don't have anything. So we have a personality online. We're managing that a little bit in terms of what is public, what is private, but we are, interacting and building an online brand for ourselves so that we can connect with companies that are want us, right? If we're going to look at the negatives and we want to avoid being screened out, we also need to look at the positives that this could help us screen in to a company that is a good culture for us. Managing your profiles isn't just deleting the bad stuff anymore. It's also figuring out a way to make some of your passions, your projects, your nonprofit work, your interests visible so that people can count you in um, just as much as they might count you out with some of those negative things there. Other implications, of course, for leaders or people who are already employed, people or companies are using this technology not just for applicants, but also for people who are looking for promotions in the world of Me Too and sexual harassment issues being paramount, there will be the use of this technology used maybe even in evaluating leaders and looking at what are they doing on social media that might be construed the wrong way by individuals or might be demonstrating bad behaviors that are against the company's leadership desires. 
moving into application process. And I said, you know, very few companies were investing in mobile. It's a slow move. You can talk about talent shortage all day, but when really the rubber hits the road, there is not much investment going into that process at this point. People are using applicant tracking systems because although some technologies may be harder to sell to their leadership, getting an applicant tracking system sold to leadership doesn't seem to be an issue. In fact, 95% of the Fortune 500 use an applicant tracking system. That means that when you apply, it's going into a software that is tracking your application, applicant tracking system. Some of those use resume parsing, which scores your resume. Some of them don't. Some of them take in resumes and store them and file them for the employers, but don't necessarily score resumes. Lots of them do. There are 200 plus applicant tracking systems on the market. So trying to guess about this technology is not the best use of our time as a career professional, as a job seeker. Knowing what works in most systems is important. And today, most systems can read most basic formatting because they're not reading your document like a scanner. They're reading the HTML of your document. So formatting like bold and underline and shading doesn't matter as much as it used to because it's not being read like a scanner. It's the HTML of your document, which is not impacted by those formatting elements. So you can write a good resume that is designed for the human eye, which means it uses some borders, some spacing, and yes, even one color was proven to get good readability. It can be viewed by the eye. It can be good on on mobile. just needs to have white space and shorter chunks of text to be nice on, on a mobile screen. And then it can go through most applicant tracking systems. That technology is improving in terms of using artificial intelligence within the applicant tracking system to better recognize the right skills, to better recognize the the right candidates, um, and also to what they call recover candidates who may have applied a while ago and then when you post a new position how do you make sure that you get those old resumes that may have applied a while ago for a different position but still have valid validity for this new position so they're using artificial intelligence machine learning to improve the accuracy of their applicant tracking systems to improve how they read resumes and to get the best candidate. We don't want to vilify the applicant tracking systems. The applicant tracking systems are serving a purpose for that recruiter to get the best candidate. That's what they want to do. And if they don't think their applicant tracking system is doing that, they keep trying to improve it. They get, on average, 150 applications per position. They need some way to be able to wade through those documents. They're not trying to trick you. They're not trying to um, 
eliminate people unnecessarily per se. They just want the best candidate. And if we can write a resume that shows them we're the best candidate and make sure that we're doing the small things we need to do to get through the system, it will it'll all work out. They're always improving them. They want to improve them. And that part of the process can be frustrating for us as an applicant. And there are some workarounds around it, of course, through networking, through emailing the hiring manager directly, through emailing HR and making sure that your document went through. Again, your HR people all want to help. They want to be there to help. So don't be afraid to do those things to make sure that the technology isn't getting in the way. So you've applied or they've sourced you and reached out to you. Most of the time, even if they are using LinkedIn, they still have you apply to their website so that their applicant tracking system can manage the process for them, with them. And then you have to interview. And here's what's going on in the interview world. They have discovered that they could interview more people and try to eliminate some bias by using technology. So one of the main systems that they're using is called HireVue. It goes through, it lets them interview you, record that interview, then it scores the interview for keywords, similar to what it would do if you sent in a resume, it's scoring that for keywords, and then it's scoring your interview answers for personality characteristics as well. Those personality characteristics that they can score your social media profiles on. They can also score your interview answers. When companies do this well, it works really well. They might have good technology and human touch that helps people through it when they're struggling. The whole purpose is for them to be able to interview more people, which is what we as candidates and can coaches want, right? That's why they're using the technology. It does create that barrier. It can be frustrating. And yet if we power through, we see that there are these benefits. Can it help with bias? I don't know. They're trying to get out of seeing the person, having the gender, race, age, bias get into the picture. If you just are scoring the answers, can you eliminate that bias? They're trying. It does make the process faster. It does make sure they can interview more people. And it does mean that our candidates need help preparing for this type of interview. What does it look like when you've got to go on and record something and not get any feedback? When you go on and record the answers and ship it off to someone. They're also using the in-person, live, not in-person, but live video interviewing through systems like Skype or Zoom where they can interview more people without having to have them travel. This is pretty commonplace and growing, especially as people work remotely and all the different ways that people work, we also need to be able to screen them differently. And the technology is only going to increase for both 
interviewing, video interviewing, recorded video interviewing, and then the technology that is scoring those interviews, scoring those responses, and helping the teams prioritize and or eliminate candidates. When we come back, we'll talk more about the implications of those types of technologies, as well as blockchain. Change some of this picture. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you tapped your full potential as a leader? Sometimes you have to go a little deeper and connect with your inner force. Join host Angela King as she invites you to discover something that already lies within you and helps you become a better leader. Your most important connection is the one you have with yourself. It's time to connect, ignite, and rise. It's time for Inner Force. Tune in live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about technology and how it is and will impact the hiring process the HR process throughout our our engagement with a company. So we've been talking about sourcing and social media and then applications and applicant tracking systems and how those are getting smarter. And then also about our interviewing process and how that looks different. In that interviewing vein, the use of texting for interviewing and interview scheduling is growing 
as well. And this is interesting because, of course, it's so easy to reply to a text. It makes it easy, easier to track. It makes it easy for a chatbot. So a chatbot can do the texting with the client, a candidate, and really make that easier for the HR folks to interact with people, to schedule interviews, to ask basic screening questions. So you'll see texting increasing considerably throughout the process. Um, and, you know, in fact, jobs, Jobvite, so Jobvite does these studies every year of recruiting and how recruiters are using technology and they found just a few days ago, the latest job fight recruiter study came out that 43% of them are using text to reach out to candidates. Um, Generation X seems to like the texting the most in terms of recruiters and boomers, not as much millennials there in the middle. 88% of recruiters that use chat said that or texting, sorry, said that positive, that job seekers responded positively. So they're experimenting with technology throughout this process and texting being one of the bigger ones that people are using makes it easy and most people are familiar with it, right? That seems to have a good reaction from job seekers, which is Nice for those recruiters who can tend to feel a lot of pushback on the technology that they're using. In this same job bite study, since we're on the topic, just mention that LinkedIn has lost some ground with recruiters in terms of what they're using for recruiting and Facebook has gained ground. So more recruiters using Facebook than 2017, less recruiters using LinkedIn than especially the 2016 data. Interesting, that's a trend that we'll watch. It aligns a lot with what recruiters are struggling with in terms of sourcing and finding candidates on LinkedIn. People aren't there and you have to pay a lot. So they have gone to using mediums, platforms, channels that are less expensive and easier to access the candidates, where people actually are and where they'll respond and how they can reach them for free. The interview process for you as a candidate, when it's virtual, you want to try and treat it like a real in-person res uh, interview as much as possible. There's lots of tips out there on video interviewing it's being aware of your brand environment behind the camera. What does it look like? What do you look like? What's your angle? What's your lighting? You don't want any of those things to be a distraction. And you want to be able to get across your enthusiasm as much as possible. So we used to tell people on phone interviews to stand up instead of sitting down, do things that help build your energy. And for video interviews, you're going to want to do those same things. Get dressed. Of course, you're going to be on video, look like you would be if you were in person. And maybe stand, make sure that you've got phrases that you're comfortable using that indicate excitement and enthusiasm, because they won't be as readily 
indicated through video. If I was going to do a video interview, I would find a way to make the video of myself. You know, in most video systems, you can see yourself as well as the people on the other end. I would want to make my video as small as possible, if not eliminate my ability to see it after I get started and make sure that I'm in the right spot because that's distracting to me being able to see myself and think about, am I looking at the right place in the camera, blah, blah, blah. So eliminating is the things you know to be distracting for yourself. And if it's going to be scored, how do you prepare your answers just like any other interview, have those stories ready to tell do some practice, practice video yourself, even practice audio calling yourself is a good, a good thing to do if videos too, you don't want to watch yourself on video so that you can hear those patterns of speech that get in your way of being effective. Is it an um, is it an and? One of mine is right, I say right all the time when it really would be okay to be silent. And that's what you're looking for. It's great to do it by video if you can do it and get through watching yourself without focusing too much on things that don't matter and focus more on what does matter in terms of your delivery, your body positioning, although that's somewhat limited in video. It's really are you articulate? Can you get across your points without stumbling too much? Video interviewing, here to stay, going to grow. More systems will be used to do that. It's a fair way for people to evaluate you in our world of digital communication where you will be having remote meetings. You'll be on video. You'll be a leading remote teams if you're a leader. You'll be working on remote teams if you're remote, if you're an employee I think it's a pretty punishment fits the crime kind of way to interview people because you are going to have to interact with your team on video. The globalization of companies is dictating that. It's a great way for them to be able to interview and see those skills, interview more people without paying people to travel. Lots of benefits there for that video interviewing. If it's intimidating, if you're struggling with the technology, Reach out to that HR person, ask them, share what's going on. Don't let it be a wall between you and the people that are interviewing you. If they're making it a wall, that's something to pay attention to. And as a candidate, do what you can do to bridge that communication gap if you're feeling like there is one that's preventing you from communicating. Now, Thinking about how companies are using technology once you're hired. This is one of the new areas, of course, that people are using artificial intelligence and technology. And human resource folks are in some ways struggling with this. There was an article a few weeks ago about the lack of of technology skills in HR, that gap there, that higher level managers don't necessarily trust the technology skills of HR. 
this is an area for growth for HR, and it's an area that they'll keep working on so that they can gain the credibility that they need to gain in their organizations and so that they can automate the things that need to be automated. The nice part about this article is it reinforced the idea that the technology is not replacing the people. Technology is a tool that people use. And no matter what position you're in, when people start talking about technology taking your job, that is not the best way to think about it. You want to think about how is the technology going to be used as a tool in my job and how can I be the best at using that technology so that I am still in this job, that I'm still relevant? That's the most important piece of it. And HR is thinking about it that way when on their good days, right? How can they use technology to make HR even more about the people and less about the process? I can guarantee you that a technology, in my lifetime at least, will not be able to negotiate a difficult conversation between a manager and an employee who has a disciplinary issue. HR will always be doing that. My friend who works in HR that did that pretty much every day, all day for a living, that job will always be there in my lifetime. I can't see artificial intelligence advancing to the point where it can handle that conversation that is such a challenge. There's going to be people issues that we want people to talk to about. It's how are they going to use the technology to more efficiently manage the processes. So you can think about the processes in HR that we've been talking about in terms of recruiting. They're managing the process. The recruiter is still the one who's gonna build the relationship, who's going to do some interviewing or reviewing interview output and do the thinking work, go deeper, The technology might whittle it down to a few candidates for them, but it's still the person that's hiring. It's still a human being that's deciding who did the best interview, who are we going to do in-person interviews with. There's still that human element, and there has to be in the process. And making that person part of it more effective will always be a goal but I don't believe that you'll find technology replacing the people pieces of it. The technology will replace the process. So we're going to take a short break. And as we finish up here, we'll talk about final thoughts and recommendations as technology moves into hiring and HR. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired 
Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about technology in the hiring and HR process The last topic here is, of course, how it's infiltrating HR processes beyond recruiting. The recruiting conversation has been a deep one, and it's moving into other areas in that HR space. So you can think about employee relations, people have questions, HR questions, chatbots will be answering those questions in the near future. When people are dealing with benefits, it's another great place that automation could handle the process, could handle some of people's questions, and really be able to let the humans focus on the more challenging questions, the more challenging processes. And thinking about the administrivia part of HR that most of the people I know in HR don't like anyways, that's what, this, that's what this software is going to be able to do. It is going to be doing the record keeping, the management of payroll, of time off, of benefits, so that the HR people can be more strategic, can deliver more people-focused services, and really do the things that they love to do and and have strengths in doing instead of having to deal with all of these processes. And there will still need to be people who manage the process. There'll still need to be people who manage the technology, um, people who check the technology. Article from Amazon came out a couple of years ago for some reason, then it was resurfaced here recently about 
their technology, their hiring technology being biased. They're still a human that's going to be doing that research, reviewing the research, making sure that the system's working the way they want it to. And of course, communicating to the people. As we face these new technologies, as we face this change, this rapid pace of change, and change in a way that most of us are uncomfortable, most of us, technology is not our thing. Or if technology is our thing, we're still not used to it being in the way of us getting hired. And getting hired seems like such a personal thing. It's almost like marriage, right? You're connecting with this company. They are determining whether or not you're a good fit for them. And a lot of feelings get wrapped up in this. That's why it's so hard when we get rejected. And we call it rejection because it goes deeper and we're building this relationship. Technology is not going to be able to replace either side of people building that relationship. It may make the hiring process easier in lots of ways if we can let the technology do its job and not take it personally. Let the personal part be personal and the data part be data. If we can help ourselves think about it that way, that our job through our application process is to give the company all the data they need and their job in the process is to see if that data fits with what they need. If it doesn't, the process doesn't move forward and we find someone who's a better fit and they find someone who's a better fit. There are technologies or companies bucking this whole technology trend. Of course, when you have a trend, you have an anti-trend. So there are companies who are not using any kind of hiring technology. They're few and far between, and we'll see if it sticks. Uh, One of my colleagues was sharing about a company who hires everyone who wants to work for them, gives them a job, and then they do a trial, see if it works out. That is an awesome idea and it would work for some companies it's not going to work for all companies or all positions it may be interesting for some and not for others the application process is going to continue to evolve the screening process is going to continue to evolve and the hr management process will continue to evolve we need to give those hr people the benefit of the doubt. When we think about leadership, when we think about being a a good worker, go back to the Stephen Covey line about giving people the benefit of the doubt, right? That we judge others based on their actions. We We judge ourselves based on our intent. To consider the intent of these technologies as a positive, to look at the benefits that it's offering us as an employee, as a job seeker, instead of seeing the detractors, to take advantage of 
the benefits that the te- technology is offering us, that the company can accept more applications, that the company can do more interviews, that the company can evaluate us differently as this technology evolves and give them the benefit of the doubt in their intent that they want the best applications. They want the best people in those positions. How would we interact with them differently if that was our approach? I can tell you that this new trend of employees and job seekers being rude to recruiters because it's a quote-unquote candidate's market is not a good one. It It will not always be a candidate's market, and we need relationships. Recruiters need relationships with us. It's not right when they do this ghosting to us, and we need relationships with them if we're a candidate or a potential candidate and Newsflash, if you're employed, you're always a potential candidate in today's economy. We need those relationships. They need those relationships. Those relationships will become more important to them. And in fact, the technology will help them shift their focus to those relationships. If we will be there and offer them the grace to form those relationships, it will help us in the long run. Had a great conversation with you today about the technology in hiring, technology in HR. We will have a guest next week to be talking about the hidden job market. I look forward to it. Look forward to sharing that information with you and our guests sharing that information with you. If you have any other topics you'd like us to cover or questions, please always feel free to reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthought.com leaders.com and if you're ever looking for assistance with your job search your resume documents your linkedin profiles check out the directories at resumewritingacademy.com careerthoughtleaders.com those professionals are at the top of their game looking to help individuals like you navigate the process navigate job search and do the best that you can do I look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 